You're listening to Steel Salary Cap Fantasy Football. The one and only podcast dedicated to providing analysis, advice, and entertainment for salary cap fantasy football players. Now, here are your hosts, Tim Kennedy and Sean McGuire. Well, gather round, everybody. It is time once again for the Steel Salary Cap Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Tim Kennedy. Hey. I tossed it your way, Sean. You're supposed to introduce yourself. You caught me mid-sip. We talked about this last time. No, you you talked to me. You, you said you liked that. It doesn't mean I liked it. All right, that's that's the thirsty Sean McGuire over there that I caught mid-sip. <laughs> <laughs> How you the, doing, Tim? On the Steel Podcast. I'm I'm doing all right. You're hanging uh, in there. Hanging in there. It's kind of a special episode for us. We passed. It's also a special episode for you. Yeah. We pat for me. Yeah. Oh, that. <laughs> you're still sore. You weren't on the first episode of Steel, aren't you? No, I'm not sore at all. Uh, it's I'm not sorry. I I'm pretty sure that I was invited or something, but I just. You just thought this is a, a sinking ship. No, no, no. I, well, I, I have, you're like, you're putting up like that. I have some kind of animosity. I have no animosity. It's just this date isn't special for me. Got you. We, uh, it's yeah. like, it's your birthday. It doesn't mean it's my birthday. Well, it's Steele's birthday. The, the first episode of Steel was released two years ago on the 28th of March. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, we're entering our terrible twos here on the Steel podcast. Uh, yeah, uh, that is pretty amazing. Are people still listening? Oh yeah. Yeah. I just, uh, we, we are now, we, I use, I think I touted at one point that we were in the top 25% of podcasts. We yep. are now in the top 10%. Really? Yeah. Top 10% of over all, po- all, all podcasts, almost 3 million podcasts on the planet earth. And we're in the top 10%, which that, means, I mean, that's. That maybe detracts from it because that's a lot of podcasts. But Three million podcasts, close to it. It's like two point like eight like or something. Individual episodes or like? Uh, no, I think it's podcasts. Three million. <clears throat> well, it's approaching that. It's so, just under. And would you say the number of podcasts that are fantasy football related is over or under two million? <laughs> I think it's <laughs> under, but uh, yeah, some. But of the... nobody's doing what we are doing. That's right. At least not doing it as well. I don't think I still have yet to come across a salary cap podcast that's not named Steel. So. I think that I think if there is one, um, then they suck. <laughs> Sorry, just, I'm, I'm not going to argue with you. I'm I'm sitting here drinking, just plain water, basically, and I'm feeling a little loopy. So, oh, I like this. I like loopy, Sean. Well, we have our first episode of Rookie Wide Receivers. To go over today. First of, I think, four? I think, yeah, we're planning on doing four. We looked at our list and decided we had enough receivers that we wanted to chop them up into maybe shorter segments. Well, because for right now, for example, you're in in Nashville, and and I'm about to leave for Costa Rica, right? That's true. Yes. So it's amazing how we're able to do this, and it sounds like we're in the same room together. But let's just be clear. You're in Nashville. Okay. Theater of the mind. I'm just steps away from the Tennessee Titans stadium. There you go. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
How is it there in Nashville? How is it? It's warm, yeah. and um, there's lots of music, and um, I've, I've got good filters on my mic, so you can't hear any yeah, of that. It's amazing. Thing. Yeah. yeah. It sounds, again, it's, it sounds just like we're across the table from each okay, other. Okay, fine. We're recording a little early to get this done, so it's actually not our birthday yet either. <laughs> All right, should, we, should we jump in, though, Sean? Let's talk about these uh, wide receivers, because there's some pretty... We have some guys on here. Uh, spoiler alert: they're all they're all men uh, that uh, are well, uh, highly highly regarded, and maybe some that uh, people don't know about. So let's let's discuss. Should right. we talk about Jamison Williams first? Jamison Williams, twenty one years old, played for Alabama last year. Started out at Ohio State, six foot two, one hundred seventy nine pounds. That sounds like a long, tall drink of water. Yeah, not, not a real, not a real bulky guy. Uh, put up sixteen hundred yards and fifteen touchdowns last year. Um, so let's go he, from he there. He didn't run the forty. Did yeah, he, he, his his quote was when asked about it. I don't know no forty time. I just know nobody can run with me. Just say whatever the fastest forty time here. I'm faster. So yeah. like, so he's he, confident. He's confident. Yeah. He's confident that he and his twenty three BMI can get down the field fast. I like uh, I like that uh, confidence in a receiver. I also have a note here. Okay. He had a vertical jump of 31.6 inches, which is a, a 16th percentile <laughs> oh, yeah. vertical jump how, for receivers. How does that stack up well, in, in so the combine? <laughs> I just came across this by accident, but that's two more inches. His vertical jump is two inches higher than the 400-pound uh, gopher offensive tackle Daniel Falele. So somehow Daniel Falele got his 400 pounds pretty close to that the is, same height. That's really amazing. It, it is really, really amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so yeah, he he you know he's an Alabama guy. So those guys they all have to wait in line. Their breakout ages are a little later. His is uh, age 20. It's um, still 50th percentile, but you make a good point with Alabama receivers. It's it's. It's uh, it's just a little bit of a, it's it's later than you. It's not like one of these really early ones that signifies something really important for the for the folks that that care that about like that metrics. Kind of thing. Yeah, well, and, and and I don't poo poo it. There's obviously correlations involved here, so I'm okay with that. But it's uh, uh, for me, it's like what's the bigger story, right? So what's the bigger story? I, you know, I thought last year Devontae Smith hit was kind of the guy with the low BMI and the late breakout age, and uh, you and I both liked him. I think you liked him a little more than I did, but I think, I but I think, uh, I, I spent probably thirty five minutes going through every possible comp and settling on Anthony Carter and telling people you don't need to worry about his BMI. This year, it's the same kind of a thing. Um, what do you think? What do you, what do you when you looked at some film here? What did what did you think about about this guy? Sure, I'll just go through my notes. You can jump in if you hear something that you like or don't like. Uh, on the positives, I did also think he was fast. I didn't have a forty time for him, but he looked fast on film. I thought he had elite deceleration. So deceleration, I, deceleration. So I saw him. He would go from a full sprint to a stop in about two steps. Yeah. Uh, and he would create separation with that skill fairly often. He went for a long touchdown in one of the games I watched. The negatives for me with uh, with Jamison is that he's he's light. I mean, he's tall and skinny, so he doesn't have a lot of physicality. He wasn't often challenged at the line of scrimmage, 
uh, in college. I don't know if that's going to change in the pros, but I think if he is challenged at the line of scrimmage more often, uh, that that might be an issue for him, just getting off the line given his size. Um, I didn't see him win many contested catches either. He wasn't. He doesn't, like I said, have that physicality to him. Yeah, if you're if you're just beat everybody, it's it's, it's less of a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, uh, I I watched a bunch of his film here. Uh, we don't have a forty time for him. Uh, I'm not concerned about it. I think he's got serious wheels, mm-hmm. um, and you know, um, I certainly think four threes is um, definitely in the range. Yeah. Uh, just based on what I saw. Um, and you're really good at that. If you missed our earlier episode, <laughs> Sean could like guess the 40 times for people. That's at the only combine. in the underwear Olympics uh, and cleats. <laughs> it's hard to tell, but you still can, can just, I mean, there's just, you can tell, is he pulling away from guys or not? What's the level of competition? Um, I, I really, I think he's got game breaking speed. Uh, I, I thought he struggled with what you said something about. You didn't necessarily think he, you saw a whole lot of, of uh, contested catches. I thought he struggled with difficult catches. Um, he uh, and when you meet, like the ball's not placed well to be caught. Or yeah, it's just a, a variety or, of okay. a variety of things. It wasn't that he had bad hands. I don't think he had bad hands. Um, uh, a couple things. Um, his speed is. That's one thing. For him, it's very effortless. It does remind me a little bit of how uh, Devontae Smith runs and just that he you, he's kind of gliding. You don't necessarily recognize how fast he is. And Devontae Smith actually wasn't necessarily crazy fast. But um, So corners, I think, sometimes take bad angles on Jam- Jameson Williams just because it doesn't look like he's running as fast as he is. It's it's funny that you brought up Devontae Smith a couple of times because oh, yeah. I, I took a note, too, that he reminds me of Devontae Smith, um, but he's not quite the route runner that I think Smith is. No, I agree with you on that. I think, uh, so, positive things, um, uh, he's got late late hands. Uh, he You talked about how his deceleration is elite. I agree. It's all about dropping his hips. He does a great job of that, so he basically just stops really suddenly. Um, one interesting thing I noticed is, at least in a couple games, I think he's smart. And how do I know he's smart based upon watching film? Well, I saw him running routes differently at the end of the game than he did in the beginning. So in the beginning of, of a couple games, I saw him kind of just kind of, he would he would, it would be like a, an effective out or some kind of uh, run where he would maybe change, he he did a little speed changing and stuff like that mid route. He's running one speed, and all of a sudden he's got a little another gear he can he can step on. But he it would it would all be very subtle, and um, it was convincing enough that D backs would think they had him figured out. And then in the fourth quarter, it was a different creature, and he would he would dramatically change his routes would become much crisper uh his his acceleration and when he's changing speeds would become much more pronounced so the the rare receiver that gets stronger as the game goes on well i think he's setting people up then my point is i think he i think he knows that he can win with 80 percent of his game enough 
so people think that that's the game. And then I think he steps it up another level. And so I, th- I think that to me is, I don't know if you can necessarily play those games in the NFL because there's so much film work and whatnot. And you're not going to be fooled about that, but it does indicate that maybe he has another level to his game. Hmm. Um, I did see he struggled with physical corners. Um, that's part of the BMI thing. One of the reasons why I wasn't concerned about that with Devontae Smith is that he, on film, demonstrated to me that he had no problem with press coverage. He just he won all the time. I don't see that out of Jamison Williams. So I, I think that that's a he ends up feeling a lot like a guy who should be playing a lot of slot, which mm-hmm. is okay. I mean, NFL has has certainly plenty of guys who play slot and do a right. great job. I thought his hands were okay overall, but they weren't great. Um, I don't think he will ever, in the history of his NFL playing career, I don't think he'll necessarily ever break a tackle. <laughs> right? He's not. That's not his. What he does. Um, so I, I do think he reminds me just so much of this collection of Alabama receivers. I think they have a type. And whether you're talking about uh, Devontae Smith, you're talking about Henry Bruggs, which we're not supposed to talk about anymore, or you know any of the other guys, that tend to be these. Uh, thin, wiry, mobile, mobile receivers. He fits in that group. I'm not seeing tremendous NFL production out of most of those guys, right? There, right. There's not the, the people want Jalen Waddle to be like to take it to the next level. I wouldn't say his production last year was that special. Um, and he, you, you could project it now. Of course, he's going to. Tyreek Hill to contend with, so we we'll won't talk say. about that. But it's, but it is the, the point is is ultimately, you know, Henry Ruggs struggled to be able to, you know, like do the things that John Gruden wanted him to do um, because that wasn't really what he was built for. I think Jamison Williams is the guy that John Gruden wanted. Mm-hmm. I think is a guy who who can take the top off a of defense, and um, so I don't know. He reminds me. Like a faster Jerry Judy, uh, I, I ultimately I come to the conclusion that he's got a little bit lower ceiling than Devontae Smith. Okay. So whatever you think about Devontae Smith, I think this is kind of like you're going to get about 90% of that here, presuming they can scheme him away from press coverage because I do think he'll struggle with that in the NFL. All right. Should we talk about his teammate? Yeah. I mean, what do you – I mean, I mean, I just – what, do you agree? Disagree? My, my ultimate conclusion was that I didn't see a lot of special traits with Jamison Williams other than his speed and that deceleration. I thought he was a good football player, but I didn't see a lot special. So I guess your analysis of maybe a lower ceiling than a Devontae Smith rings true to me. I think Smith could be special um, if he had the right quarterback throwing to him. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, I think I largely agree with you. Okay. All right. On to John Mechie, also out of Alabama. He'll be 22 this season in the NFL. He's five foot 11, 187 pounds. Mm. Uh, I liked him better personally than Jamison Williams. I don't know how you felt. I kind of jumped to the end, but yeah. Um, I, I don't I, like him better. Okay. Um, let me tell you what I liked about him. I, I saw a guy who does have a good release package. I thought he could get off the line uh, given press coverage. Not that he necessarily saw a lot of it, but um, I thought his route running was a positive. He also showed good deceleration. 
Um, I mean, he would create at times, he would stop and he'd have four yards around him where mm -hmm. there was no defender. It was really effective. Um, just some negatives with him. I felt like he's one of those guys that you knew the minute I, when I watch receivers, I literally just stare at them on all 22 film <laughs> and, and I could tell right away when it was, when he was not involved in a play. Yeah. So I don't love that. His hands, uh, I saw drops. I saw a couple of drops in one game and a drop in another, like it just, he had some drops and, uh, so I, I had questions about his hands. Another thing, I didn't know how to describe this other than to say he's coverable. So he, his speed doesn't scare people. Like They just kind of were able to stay in his hip pocket, and they weren't really nervous about him breaking deep on them. Yeah. You're I, literally, I feel like you're reading off of my notes, but you're not. But I'm not. Uh, he's a guy I didn't see a lot of yak yards after the catch, and, and I saw a poor blocker, which doesn't help get you on the field in the NFL. Yeah. So his his uh, he he has like a, a package that is useful. Um, he is, a, I think, a, a pretty darn good route runner overall. Um, but ultimately, he you know, and I think he's better at the catch point than than Jamison Williams. Um, but I also I see I saw a lot of that. Um, how would I put it? I see a lot of stuff where he seems schemed open, um, which doesn't for me count as a positive or a negative. I just don't count plays. Mm -hmm. So if I'm watching, someone asked us in like the forum, like, what do you look at and whatever. On if, the steel pad Facebook group. Yeah. The, <laughs> trademark. <laughs> just um, throw that plug out there. No, that's fine. Um, if, if I, yeah, whatever I'm going to use this a useless blocker. Um, so, and he takes plays off. So you know, I, th these are all things that um, uh, you and I both saw. Um, so I think that he, um, his package of skills, to me, is going to have a harder time translating because because he doesn't have the high end speed that Jamison Williams has, and uh, so I ultimately see him. All of those those traits, uh, without being able to scare defenses with his speed, um, and I don't, we don't know exactly what his speed is. I mean, he didn't run, so we don't know. But but to me, he seems like about a four or five guy, which is fine. It's pr plenty fast, but he doesn't have great physicality. He doesn't have great size. He doesn't have tremendous quickness so how is he going to win so that that to me is ultimately where i would much rather have jamison williams because i can at least see some elite traits whereas with mechie i feel like it without being able to frighten the defenses with the speed the corners are just going to be all over him mm -hmm. and you know he can be schemed open like a michael hardman but is he ultimately going to um be like good enough to actually put up really good fans. Like you really, I only care about guys who are going to finish in the top 24, maybe even the top 12. And I don't think he's got a season where he's going to be a top 12 NFL receiver. I, I don't I see how he gets there. I agree. I, I see him as a fantasy wide receiver three. Uh, I think, I, I think you make a good point. I don't think he has special traits either. 
I think what I like about him, the reason I like him a little bit more than uh, than Jamison Williams, is that that ability to run routes. I like good route runners, and the fact that he can get off the line of scrimmage, uh, I think that's what makes me favor him mm-hmm. over Jamison. No, I, I I get that. I think that he, I think. He's more likely to be able to play play on the outside. I, I just at his size, I still don't see him playing on the outside in the NFL. Like a lot of these guys who who are coming in uh, as and a whole bunch of the receivers in this class that people are so gaga for. I'm just going to say it: this year's receiving class so far, what I've gone through, it's not as good as people are telling you. Yeah, I it agree. Is, it, there there are precious few, and the NFL's changed. So some of these guys that are a little smaller can do. All right, but you still want guys that are going to win games for you. And I see a lot of guys that maybe they're not going to lose games for you. It'll be okay. They're going to have a decent game, but there's no like, you know, T. Higgins is. I mean, there might be a couple in future weeks we're going to get to. But but this this week, you know, there's not ones where I see, oh, here's a combination of size and speed and route running. Right. And uh, so – so, I think you're spot on there. I think this is one of those classes. People have talked about it being a deep wide receiver class. Mm. Well, deep. I, I was going to say, and I think the reason people are maybe saying that is they kind of all look the same to me. Like if you take the fourth wide receiver in this group or the ninth, you might be getting the same player. I think that there's definitely some truth to there. And and I'll be looking at guys that maybe offer elite traits at something. And I guess for me, Jamison Williams at least gives me elite speed mm-hmm. and and it might not be the most consistent uh production you know if he is if his ceiling is what people wanted uh, uh Henry Ruggs to be um that's not a real consistent player you know I think he'll be better at it than than Henry Ruggs was I mean Henry Ruggs is probably faster but it overall he wasn't that downfield guy um, so I don't know. That's I'm I'm a little excited about Jamison Williams. I'm eh about John Matchy. Like a you know like he's just not a guy that I, I'm going to make some effort to put on my roster. Yeah. If he's the guy that's there when my pick is there, fine. Right. No, I I don't disagree. I I yeah. And I I think that's a good point about at least Williams has an elite trait. And, yeah. And so maybe you bank on that when the time comes. Mm. All right, on to Sky Moore. Played for Western Michigan. He'll be 21 this season. Five foot ten, 195 pounds. Put up 1,300 yards and 10, 10 touchdowns in 2021 for Western Michigan. I don't Based- even know their mascot. Do you? Western <sighs> Michigan Broncos. Oh, that might be it. It might be. God, this seems, would seem odd. I'd never really think about the. Michigan. I don't know why. And Bronco. Why would you have Broncos in Michigan? It just seems like a. That's not good, far enough west. That's a good point. Because it has the word west in the name. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. So he replaced Dwayne Eskridge as, as like the primary receiver. Um, same size, metrics, production. Uh, Eskridge was kind of an older player. Um, also, Sky Moore actually had a, a breakout season two years ago. So um, he, he he's kind of done some of those things that the metrics folks are going to say, well, no, he's established that he can be a pretty good football player at a younger age. Um, he's I, got a huge dominator 
He's in the 91st percentile. He saw 44. <laughs> he was 44.8 percent yeah. of their offense. No, and, I mean, and son, he's in the 99th percentile for target share. Yeah. If, so yeah, he's he was he was the focal point. He was with the a focal capital point. F. You know, I watched enough of their film. That they had some a couple other guys that they would look to. to he, they weren't throwing to him deep. Sky Moore was not a deep threat. Sky Moore, again, another one of these guys. He got a lot of jet sweeps, uh, um, end arounds, uh, bubble screens, stuff like that. Um, a couple. We didn't cover Caleb Ellaby, by the way, when we did quarterbacks, and that's a good thing because he's terrible. Um, so, <laughs> some of the, you know when it, when when we revisit go through these receivers they get a chance to look at some of these quarterbacks again right uh, uh that was one of the things I, I noticed i was just like wow he's just not good um so don't get him um there was a little, uh, little bonus quarterback coverage bonus, for yeah, you. yeah yeah just a little bit um i started out with looking at some earlier film and basically the film got better as i got deeper into it um I think that he, uh, I think he's going to be an effective slot receiver. Um, I, I don't, I don't see um, special athleticism. There are a lot of people out there, fantasy analysts, who will tell you that Sky Moore is is fabulous. And I've seen this clip of him burning like Northern Illinois for like a long touchdown on like a little slant. <clears throat> you know, I mean. I didn't see that that was – first of all, it's like northern Illinois. Uh, second of all, uh, you, that play, you beat one guy, the number of times that the, there's not going to be a safety or somebody else ready to, or a linebacker ready to, 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 to tick you down. I mean, that's just it, – it, yes, he beat a guy. He can beat a guy one-on-one. But I don't know that – I didn't see that he was uh, um, had the kind of game where he was just would be able to control things at the next level. I guess. Um, yeah, I didn't. That game, he had four touchdowns. He could have had five. It was it was a tremendous game on his part, um, and I don't want to take anything away from him. But it, I, but ultimately, uh, he just reminds me of. Uh, I'm trying to think of as uh, a whole, like I think about an- another guy that that caught a lot of bubble screens and whatnot on Elijah Moore last year. And he's nowhere near the kind of talent that Elijah Moore had as I see it. So I see him as a guy, you get him in the right spot and he's playing slot. Can he be very effective in that role? Yeah. I, I just, is it going to be high end fantasy football production? If you're in full point PPR, maybe, but I also think, uh, playing against the likes of Buffalo and Toledo and whatever isn't the same thing as you know playing against the New York Giants, right? So, uh, eh. or 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 is it? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say the Jets, and then I switched to the Giants when, I, and then I realized like uh, maybe there's not much difference anymore. But yeah, yeah. It, you mentioned that he didn't. He caught a lot of balls near the line of scrimmage, and I still didn't see a, a lot of yard after yardage after the catch. He, I did see some shifty moves. Yep. When, when he had the ball in his hands, but he seemed he was pretty easy to tackle. Uh, he was not looked at near the goal line hardly ever. I think his touchdowns tended to be longer touchdowns, which are less reliable in the NFL. 
And I thought he didn't look explosive. He's he had a ran a four point four one forty, which is pretty good. Yeah. But he didn't look fast or explosive, given that that trait. Some of and the that thing- level of competition that he yeah. should he should have. And I realized that these days, you know, like Buffalo can play Alabama and not necessarily get completely destroyed. Um, there's a lot more uh, talent is, I think, a little more spread out amongst uh, non-Power 5 schools. But but I, I still was expecting to see just complete dominance. You know, we would watch... I'm blanking on his running, uh, name right now, but the little tiny running back with the little short legs from last year uh a rookie yeah yeah out of buffalo uh-huh anyway went, went to washington anyway jared patterson yeah so that guy is playing in that conference and is literally just destroying the competition so if you're right. pl- if you're playing there and you want to jump to the nfl like to me like you have to completely dominate and he had a fine season but i just didn't see what what i wanted to see out of i think he played they played Michigan he had two catches and he got hurt at the end of the first half but like in half of football he had two catches for 24 yards you know and he had a guy who will probably be on an NFL roster or developmental squad as a quarterback I mean I didn't like Caleb Ellaby but he's not he's not he's better than most college quarterbacks so I, I just eh. yeah I mean in my my conclusion that I came to, I thought he was a good route runner. I thought he was an above average route runner, but to not see him capitalize on probably his most unique trait in that speed, the four point four one speed, which isn't super great, but it's pretty good. And then he wasn't used near the goal line, so I just I can't envision how he makes a big splash in the NFL. Yeah, again. Do you think he has a chance of being a, a top 20 wide receiver in the NFL? I don't. Like, I think fantasy football, full point PPR, I, can you see him kind of cheating his way into, like, numbers? Sure. A lot of guys can get into a situation where they get a lot of targets and whatever, you, you know, you have, you know, every a bad offense like Detroit and, and everybody goes down or whatever, and then all of a sudden you, Amon Ross St. Brown has a, a great – Part of, part of the year could he end up with something like that sure because he can t- handle that high volume but i just don't think it's gonna be sustainable so all right on to wandale robinson mm. rhymes with rondale Ooh, yeah. little foreshadowing little foreshadowing thing. 21 years old played for kentucky last year was with nebraska a couple years before that five foot eight. Oh, did you change this note in here I might have had, yeah, only because I looked elsewhere and it, it, everybody else had him as five foot eleven. Which, if you watch the film, is like that dude is not five foot eleven. No, he's okay. five foot eight. Okay, five foot eight, one hundred seventy eight pounds. So pretty small receiver. Again, Rondale Moore. BMI is just fine. Okay, twenty set over twenty seven. Okay, and in your threshold for that, I don't have a threshold. I, I am. I I will look closely at somebody under twenty five and try to figure out if I think they can win. Right. Okay. That's the, the I don't have a threshold. I don't. I'm, it's what I said last year. Devontae Smith. I was just fine with him. But sure. But you look closer. I look closer. Got because, you. Because it makes me concerned about that. When you're, I, I here I'm just. It's not about that. It's just five foot eight. You've only got. 
your you know your wingspan or your whatever is going to be a lot your, less your catch radius your catch is, radius yeah. i guess yeah you could say wingspan you could say catch radius but his his uh his wingspan is uh 67 inches which is you know five foot seven yeah that's 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 a foot less than some of these guys mm-hmm. so mm, it matters yep did put up 1,300 yards and seven touchdowns last year for Kentucky, but for whatever that's worth. So let me tell you some things I liked about Robinson. Uh, sorry. Yeah, Robinson. Um, I thought he did track the ball well on deep balls and that he looks good with the ball in his hands. So when he got the – he took several handoffs in the film I watched, and he was effective doing that. And he had some moves. He would get defenders leaning the wrong way and cut back on them and get extra yardage because of that. I thought he could juke defenders into bad positions. His speed is good, but he lacks burst. So once he got up and running, he he looked pretty good, I thought. His route running was okay. I saw some nice out routes by him. I also saw a really lazy one that actually led to a pick six versus Tennessee. Yep. Uh, and then he'd turn around. Is that like I, a lazy kind of out, speed out, but it was not that speedy? Yeah. Not that out. Yeah. It wasn't speedy and it wasn't sharp. It was like this rounded route and the D-back just saw it coming. And His height adjusted speed score, by the way, is not good. Okay. Now, if uh, you're five foot eight, it has that, that's a problem, right? I mean, it's going to, it's going to really, I think actually the height adjustment component actually ends up making your speed score actually drop. Right, because... Because, because the average, because you're, so, you're so far, sh- so much shorter than the average. You're smaller, receiver. they expect you to be faster. Yeah. Yeah. But I also saw really pretty down, out, and up. That was a successful pass. So it was just kind of a mixed bag when it came to route running. Negatives, I saw complete inability to shake a D-back. So mm. they would run out... I felt literally like the D-back could just set their hand on his belt. On his You're talking belt. about while he's running the routes? Yep. Okay. Uh, they would just kind of be able to, to put their hand on his belt, and there was nothing happening that would shake them off of that. He doesn't win in traffic. I also saw some drops with him, and one was like just he was had gained separation on this play. And the ball was admittedly a little bit low, but it was right in his belly, and he just flat out dropped it and he's mm-hmm. a terrible blocker well it's again he's just gets blasted well he's back. little he's but, tiny yeah. he's, but but here the thing is if, you, if you're a, a slot receiver one of the things you're expected to do is get involved in the blocking game and you know we're just gonna have to scheme him running outs every and every running play or something because he's he's a liability out there as a blocker um Okay, so here's here's what I'd say. I, I watched a lot of film on him because I really wanted to get a sense of him, and I I did I made that uh, Rondell Moore uh, joke uh, because he's also small. Um, so uh, he he basically can't win downfield because he's too small, and he doesn't have elite speed, and so basically. He can be faster than somebody, and uh, uh, if they're playing man, they're going to be close enough with their with the, with the NFL corners. They're going to be close enough that they can um, basically get to anything. So he's just—I I think that's a problem. Um, 
he can be effective close to the line of scrimmage in the same way that Rondell Moore can be effective close to the line of scrimmage. It doesn't always add up to effective fantasy football numbers. And right. we, I feel like I'm a broken record here on this. But but he, he unlike uh, Rondell Moore, he's a lot thinner and a lot lighter and a lot less and a lot slower. Rondell Moore was the guy that was like um... – uh, yeah, he he, he, he could like squat. squat. Like, he was or, squatting. Yeah, four hundred. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Yeah, Randall Moore is a freak uh, athlete and a, has a freak power for his, in that little frame of his. That's not what what Wondell Robinson is. Wondell Robinson is a little guy that is very elusive in the open field. He straight up was breaking ankles all over the place. Um. But <laughs> ends up being Tavon Austin-esque. Hate to bring out an, a, a blast from the past, but um, you know he he has enough power, like so he's not going to go down instantly every time. He he he's quick enough that he's going to get pretty much nothing but arm tackles if he's got any time, and he'll be able to break some arm tackles because um, they're arm tackles, right? But but I. I I think that he's going to struggle with press coverage. Uh, he also oddly like he would he didn't he seemed kind of fearless in that he would he would catch a little bubble screen had no problem taking it back into the middle where the linebackers were, but at the same time, pretty much every time he had a ball on the boundary, uh, if he had the first down, he was just running out of bounds, and he he wouldn't run out of bounds like right at the last second. He'd run out of bounds, like leaving like three, four yards on the field all the time, and maybe that's great for his durability. But like, I don't know. I, I would, I would be annoyed. Like, yeah, you got a first down, but like, you know, there's three or four more yards to go. You don't have to take a guy on head on, but at least be willing to take a little bit of a hit as you're going out of bounds, right? He just right. step out of bounds all the time. He's not going to be able to post up across the middle because his catch radius is so small. I mean, NFL quarterbacks are a little bit better, but so they can be a little more accurate, but it, that's just going to be um, really hard to see him doing anything like that, uh, um, doing anything effective except for bubble screens and, and jet sweeps and that kinds of stuff, which is, you can, NFL offenses are diverse enough to incorporate that, but uh, <laughs> where does it end up being a top 20 fantasy football yeah. wide receiver? I thought he could be effective. I saw him much more effective versus zone. Yeah. So, you know, but you can't predict when your defense is going to be playing zone or not. No, I, I don't think he can win in man unless, no. unless it's a bubble screen and he gets, he gets a step on a guy and, and he's elusive. He's super elusive. And at least if I'm looking about, thinking about elite traits, he at least has some elite quickness yeah i think he's got elite quickness yeah and my note was if he bulks up he could be a dangerous yak guy yeah but that's a big if well like, it is bulking he, he has, he's never going to be more than five foot eight right. at this age he'd right? have to he'd have to add some muscle yeah, he, and... you're saying if he becomes rondale more <laughs> if he becomes rondale more he might put up rondale more numbers by the way those aren't that great right so all right all right are we done with him 
We're done with him. I think this is our last guy, Sean. It, for today. For today. Romeo Dubs will be 22 this NFL season. Played for Nevada. Six foot two, 201 pounds. Put up 1,100 yards and 11 touchdowns in 2021. Just want to say another quarterback thing. After watching Romeo Dubs, I'm downgrading Carson Strong. Okay. I... It wasn't like I was putting him out there as any of my top three guys. You know, they, he wasn't. But but eh, he might be like quarterback five or six for me at this point. He still yeah. had a Bailey Zappi. But. Yeah, I think uh, I put my, speaking of the Steel Pod Facebook group earlier, I put my quarterback rankings up of the seven that we covered in that right. episode. And I'm pretty sure Strong ended up at number six, just ahead of Bailey Zappi. Yeah, so. yeah, I might agree with you about that. And, and it's just, you know, there were other, I, I'm not... Yeah, we, we, let's stick with dubs here. Let's, let's okay. talk about that. All right. So maybe you can explain this to me. When I'm watching film. Like you're five? What's that? Explain it to me like I'm five. Is that, is that what you're going? <laughs> no, no. I, maybe you can explain it to me. Right. I know. I'm just... Oh, yeah, yeah. Explain it to me like I'm five. I saw a guy that would, on occasion at least, just seem to flat out run past defenders and make a game-breaking catch. And then... I like to watch film without looking at metrics, just like you. Mm-hmm. And went back and looked at his 40 time, and it's a 4.72. So I was like, how on earth does that happen? Yeah, well, it's maybe playing Fresno State. I guess. I mean, I, I look, here, here is, uh, uh, here, here, here's a collection of my notes, okay? Okay. Uh, he looks stiff. He does. I said he's not a nimble runner, and no. I think that's the same thing. Uh, uh, no, I, well, you were talking about his running. <laughs> oh, um, let's see. He had a long TD against Cal and, and, uh, uh, went right through his hands. Uh, the only reason he caught it was a three point catch with his two hands and his wiener. Uh, <laughs> I did. I know exactly the play you're talking about. Uh, see Kansas state. Let's see I here. I did not take that same note. However, <laughs> no, it's cause I, something's wrong with my brain. Uh, I don't think he's ever going to win on a whip route. Like, the amount of time it takes for him to stop and go the other direction, like you, that is literally you need a sundial. Otherwise, it's just too slow. Uh, he's was successfully covered by a linebacker on one of them. Um, that's not a recipe for success. That's that four point seven two time. See Boise State. Uh, he fell for no reason. Let's see. He drops an easy crosser. Uh, Fresno State. Oh. Yeah, so uh, he had 19 catches, and my comment is, bad off coverage leads, leads to easy catch times 19. <laughs> like, nobody nobody seemed to make any effort to cover him. Uh, he would slip and fall. He'd be able to get up, and then he would still be open, and uh, he had one speed out that was uh, weak, really weak, led to an interception, uh, here's another comment. See, I watched To's 19 catch game. Uh, uh, I had To uh, Dub's 19 uh, catch game was no To 19 catch game. That's a political reference. Anyway, um, uh, I uh, I think that uh, uh, he's just really not very good. Um, he's tall. Um, he's skinny. Um, he's not fast. His hands are below average, like everything's a bobble. So I said, uh, imagine a slow, skinny DK Metcalf. Oh. 
Okay, so I'm imagining it's that below, not fast, not even average, just below average, and uh, not powerful. And then there you go. There you go. Stiff, uh, janky. Um, so how is he? How is he winning? Being guys deep. The answer is Fresno State. Yeah, I I will just just so Romeo Dubs when he listens to this podcast can feel a little bit better. I did think he tracked the ball well. I thought he made some nice yeah. catches in traffic. That's fair. Uh, I saw actually a really nice play versus Kansas State where he was triple covered. There was like two guys covering him as he ran his route, one underneath, one over the top, and then there was a linebacker coming from the other direction. And it was just a really pretty play. Was this the deep deep ball? It wasn't real deep. It was, it was across the middle, maybe a 15-yard pass or so. Uh, mm-hmm. But it was just a sweet catch and throw. There was another play that actually pass interference was called on, and he still caught it. Right. Um, so it was, a, it was a nice fight for the ball. I, and I thought a guy that size, I did see him. I think he must have just got kind of ticked off at a D-back and was playing pretty physical with him, but I didn't see that consistently. I didn't see a powerful guy. Yeah. He just seems like a below-average NFL athlete. Like – yeah, Mike. Mike. Average, he would smoke either one of us, no doubt about it. Sure, but uh, <laughs> it just in terms of NFL athletic stuff, it, he just he just reminds me of those guys that you know somebody gets drafted in like the sixth round and they and they hang around on bouncing between a practice squad and, and getting activated, and most of the time they just never really pan out to be anything. And I think that that's what his future is. Yeah, my conclusion with him was that. You know, like I said, I saw him break some some long plays and just yep. kind of run by guys. But I don't think he's going to be able to do that in the NFL with that speed that he has. And without that, he just looked really ordinary to me. Yep, yep, yep. yep. All right, so now we've crapped on five receivers. <laughs> next week, are we crapping on five more? There's there's a receiver next week that I ended up really liking. I I think there is one for me too. Okay, I'm curious to see if it's the same one. Mm. Uh, does he, is he, does he, are we covering two receivers from his school? No. Ooh. So we have a different one. We have two receivers we, we like next week. Two. All right. All right. Well, you have to tune in to check out who these guys are. And yep. apparently they're not the same guys. So yeah, well, probably not. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us today. You can check out Sean on Twitter. Where are you at, Sean? Steel Pod Sean. Uh, Steel is S T E E A L. Pod is P O D, and Sean is S E A N. Explaining it like they're five. Hey, you gotta do what you gotta do. I'm at Steel Pod, and we look forward to covering uh, another handful of receivers next week. Until then. Oh, sorry. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Steel. Join our community on the Steel Pod Facebook group and follow us on Twitter at Steel Pod.